to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of the Crown on the application of Maguire and His Majesty's Senior Coroner for Blackpool. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 20. The case that we're looking at this week concerns a sad death and the role that Article 2 of the European Convention on Human Rights, the right to life, has to play in the circumstances. Jackie Maguire had Down syndrome and lived in a care home for adults requiring round-the-clock supervision. Part of ensuring she had access to the necessary supervision meant that she was subject to a deprivation of liberty order made under the Mental Capacity Act 2005. Problems began in the weeks leading up to her death when she suffered from stomach pains and collapses. On the 21st of February 2017, She had several fits, and so the staff at the care home called an ambulance. The issue was that Jackie refused to get in the ambulance and go to the hospital. The paramedics spoke to an out-of-hours GP about the situation, and they advised that while it would be desirable for Jackie to attend the hospital, her condition was not so bad that the paramedics should forcefully override her wish not to go. Unfortunately, by the following morning, Jackie's condition had worsened, she once again collapsed. This time when the ambulance came, she was taken to the hospital and admitted as a patient. Sadly, this was too little, too late. Not long after she arrived, she suffered a cardiac arrest and died. The postmortem revealed that the cause of death was pneumonia and a perforated gastric ulcer leading to peritonitis. The respondent in this case, the coroner, opened up an inquest into Jackie's death in August 2017. For the purposes of these proceedings, the question is whether the right to life under Article 2 required the coroner to direct the jury to return a so-called expanded verdict in line with Section 5, Subsection 2 of the Coroners and Justice Act 2009. As the name suggests, this verdict would go beyond the usual how, when and where a person died, and would instead involve a commentary around the circumstances in which the person died. The coroner decided that an expanded verdict was not necessary, and so Jackie's mother brought the present judicial review claim. That claim was dismissed in the High Court and the Court of Appeal, and so Maguire appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. Article 2 and the right to life can often feel a bit hazy as an idea, but it actually gives rise to some pretty substantive obligations on the part of the state. These take a few different forms, so I hope you will bear with me. Firstly, there is a distinction made in the law between the systems duty and the operational duty. The systems duty is about whether there are legal and administrative systems in place to protect the lives of citizens, whereas the operational duty is the duty to take steps to protect a specific person if and when their life is at risk. Moving on, and there is also a distinction made between basic, enhanced, and redress procedural obligations. The basic obligation is to check if a death is from natural causes when there is a potential breach of Article 2. The enhanced obligation on the state is to investigate potential breaches of Article 2 to ensure that there is accountability and redress. Finally, there is the redress obligation, and as the name suggests, This means that when a person feels that there has been a breach of Article 2, the state is required to have a procedure such that a person can make a complaint 
and then have that complaint investigated or obtain redress. Hopefully that all makes sense. Taking these duties and obligations into account, the justices then addressed a number of questions. The first was whether there was a breach of the system's duty by the care home so that the enhanced procedural obligation was triggered. In other words, was there a problem with the administrative practices of the care home to the extent that the state had an obligation to investigate a breach of Article 2? In response, the justices noted that the system's duty in the context of healthcare services operates at a high level and is rather easily satisfied. The administrative systems were set up in such a way that they were capable of ensuring a proper standard of care was given to residents. This was the case even if there might have been occasional lapses when it came to implementing those policies. During the proceedings, the coroner examined the systems in place at the care home and was entitled to find that they satisfied the system's duty. The next question was whether there was a breach of the operational duty by the care home so that the enhanced obligation was triggered. This sounds quite similar once again, but as a reminder, the operational duty is not about systems and policies, but rather the steps taken to try and prevent the death of a specific individual. When it came to Jackie, there were health issues that the authorities were aware of, such as those associated with Down syndrome, and others that they were not familiar with, like the gastric ulcer that eventually killed her. Ultimately, the duty of the care home was to look after Jackie in substitution for her family. This meant ensuring that she had access to healthcare which is available to the general population. They did this here by calling the ambulance, and so there was not a breach of the operational duty by the care home. Finally, the Supreme Court also asked the same question about the operational duty in relation to the healthcare providers. Here, the justices focused on the importance of fostering Jackie's sense of personal autonomy, as well as the trust between her and her carers. On that fateful day when she refused to go to the hospital, the paramedics did give proper consideration to whether she should be taken there by force. Given that their assessment was based on an expert opinion and was reasonable in the circumstances, the justices concluded that there was no breach of the operational duty by any of the healthcare providers. As we come to a conclusion, I think it is important to begin by saying what a tragedy this is. It is always horrible to lose a loved one, and that is especially true when it feels as if that death could have been prevented. Nevertheless, I have to agree with the decision of the Supreme Court here. Article 2 does impose duties and obligations on the state, but that does not mean that there will be a breach every time there is a death. In fact, there won't be a breach for every time there was a death that could have been prevented. So many of the decisions at the sharp end of administering healthcare are finely balanced and require discretion on the part of professionals. To subject each of those decisions to the fine-tooth comb of legal proceedings is not right and would likely just hinder those who are trying to help. Perhaps if Jackie had gone to the hospital after she first collapsed then, she might have survived, but the importance of factors like patient autonomy should not be ignored even when the patient has a disability. In fact, patient autonomy should be given greater prioritisation when dealing with those who might otherwise find they lack autonomy in their day-to-day lives. This is not to say there should be a free-for-all. Duties and obligations exist for a reason, but I think that the Supreme Court, and Europe generally, 
gets this right by establishing high-level duties that can trigger certain obligations on the part of states. Ensuring protection, without making the legal system too overbearing, has to be the ideal solution. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you'd like to support the podcast and help to keep it free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If all of that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. There are free and paid versions of the newsletter, so do be sure to check it out. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!